Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the second week of this brand new year, 2024, week two, starting on January the 8th, Monday. So we have lots and lots of even numbers. Hopefully we'll have a nice even-keeled week ahead of us. So we are ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinelle and Susie Mazzoli here for you every week for years and years and years and years now. And uh, Pam's going to let us know all about the week in store and then I'll be back for our little meditation. So Happy New Year again, Pam, and Happy New Year again to all of our listeners. Happy New Year and happy birthday, Elvis Presley and my sister on January 8th. <laughs> it is always a special day for me. Anyway, I know Susie said she hoped this week was going to be more even keeled. Uh, it, it, yes and no. Um, but uh, a lot of what we do, of course, is we offer forecasting information so that you're better prepared for things that have uh, bumps in the highway or things ahead that are not necessarily what we expect. So on January 8th, we are passing through the last stages of that, uh, you know, Mercury retrograde experience that we have, which means that Mercury now has caught up to where it was. And the other thing that happens on Monday is there is a picture in the sky between Neptune and Mercury that shows that there may be a bit more confusion or things that were left unsaid or uh, stuff coming up that is cut through and revealed as we get through to into the week. So if you see that there's some resolution or information that's coming up in the evening that maybe throws a wrench in something or wasn't quite what you expected, just know that it's all about figuring it out in a better way so that going forward, you can really map and track and know where you are in space and time. And that's the whole wisdom that comes out of a Mercury retrograde period is ideally we, we look at communication more dimensionally. Because especially in this age of information overload, our real awareness of what's going on is is murky because there's so much stuff coming at us all the time that it's exhausting. We we don't have the perspective that we necessarily 
really need to have when there's just so much coming through. A friend of mine said the other day, it's like a fire hose of information. And a lot of it is just noise. It's not really, it doesn't make us more wise. It doesn't make us more educated. It doesn't give us more um, gravitas or perspective about certain situations. And that's the wisdom that comes through when Mercury goes retrograde because it asks us to slow down. If we don't slow down, mistakes happen. So we're, we're in the, like, tail end processing threads of that and seeing like, okay, that's got to go or that wasn't clear. No, I am not going to look at uh, the phone when I wake up in the morning right away. I'm going to meditate or chill or uh, just sit with my cup of tea or coffee and just let things fall into shape. So Monday overall looks like a good day to me. Yeah, the moon is in the sign of Sagittarius. As I said, it's a, it's a great day for that kind of finishing up and putting things in place. And we need to do this because this is a very, what I would call, intense week. It's asking a lot of us. And what it's asking is it's asking us to continue to put away or move beyond or uh, shelve or finish the things that we are not bringing in to 2024. 2024 is different energetically than the year that has passed. Now, as an astrologer, of course, I'm looking at movement in the sky that is not bound by man-made calendars. However, numbers matter. And 2024 has a different numerical resonance than 2023 did. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be coming into the Chinese Year of the Dragon. So there's, there's energetic differences that if you think of overlays or uh, let's see how to explain this. Oh, I know. So we speak in languages. And as a gringa living in Mexico, who Spanish is not my native language, I am aware of this every day. I wish I had the, um, what was it called? The, the trans, it wasn't the transformer. It was something in Star Trek, the, telecommunication thing, whatever it was, they could go to different planets and immediately people were speaking in the same understanding, even though they were speaking in different tongues. What happens when we look at these different metaphysical languages is we're, we're overlaying wisdom from different perspectives that enrich our lives. As a person whose every day I'm dealing with a language that isn't my native tongue, I my assumptions of communication have to change. And I look at different symbols or signals or body language, eye contact, 
to see how well I'm communicating. With the year change, with the number resonance of moving from seven to eight, which is what's happened, and also the energetic difference that happens with moving from one year into another in Chinese symbolism. And these are just these are just three schools of metaphysics. <laughs> there are so many ways of looking at life symbolically. But as we do that, we want to be consciously aware of what we're moving from and entering into. And we're in this space that is very quickly changing. And we want change, even though we resist change. We want change because what's been heavy in us over the past several years is not anything people want to keep living. <laughs> yes, there are highs, there are those those glimmers of light, the, the eye gaze on some crystalline ice when you're driving in your car in a gloomy winter day in the Northeast. But, and there's dogs that bark. <laughs> but whatever our call to awareness is, we are, we are ready to step in fully to where we are going with these very fast-moving transitory changes. Resisting, yes, that's human nature, but we are ready. You are here for a reason. So the moon in Sag invites us to really consider that inner explorer we have, the, the desire, the expectation, the exuberance, to enter into that unknown terrain. Let's explore it. Let's, let's move into something more exciting, more open sky, more ability to transform and be and breathe than we've been living for too long. So, so fall into this week with a sense of exploration and expectation, but also a commitment to do the work necessary to peel off the layers, to slough off the skins that no longer serve and enter into a new awareness. The moon goes void, of course, on the 9th Tuesday at 1.24 p.m. So this morning and early afternoon, really good time to continue to explore that new understanding and sense of, oh, this is too much information. What's the clarity that I need? And if you feel confused, and some of us may, especially around midday, and the times I give are Eastern time, so you need to adjust depending where you live. But if there is some confusion, just just sit with it and and let it let it pass. Don't, uh, oftentimes in our solar world, we're always trying to solve problems in our head. The thinking realm is 
oh, it's considered the the apex, like the height of intelligence. It's not. It so is not. <laughs> but we think it is. So if you have a sense of confusion or you're not quite clear, just just breathe into it, rest into it, let it pass. Think, allow yourself uh, some peace. Move into something that is not the problem you're trying to solve. Sometimes manual things help a lot. Sewing, cooking, clearing something off your desk, whatever is necessary to just move past the heavy demand of the need to problem solve. And then often the answer just comes. The moon enters Capricorn at 8.33 p.m. So basically the rest of the afternoon, early evening, the moon is void, of course. That being said, there's also a picture in the sky between the sun and Uranus, which talks a lot about getting inspiration, epiphanies, out of the blue, ideas, jot them down. Don't necessarily take immediate action because we are in the dark of moon period. The new moon period happens on the 11th. So ideally we're not starting something unless we must. Ideally we're, we're just moving past or finishing up or completing or opening up into what's possible within the next few days and weeks beyond. Once the moon enters Capricorn, now we're in very intense and focused productivity, transformational, moving into. And so we can really, uh, with... <laughs> <laughs> with tremendous focus, finish things up that maybe have been plaguing us for a long time. Nothing wrong with getting your taxes done early in the year. <laughs> Whatever is necessary to kind of clear your way and allow yourself a uh, an open field as we get into that new moon coming up. There is a picture in the sky between Mars and Saturn that just continues to support this productivity push. And that moves into Wednesday the 10th. Also high energy, high focus, high productivity. By end of day, some of us may be feeling like we need to lick some wounds or address something that has maybe been nagging at us, bothering us. Um, it's okay. And it's all part of what's, what's allowed, available, and comes up as we're in this dark of moon period. Because the dark of moon, when we go outside and there's more stars in the sky and because the moon is become invisible, essentially, as it moves into new. This is the time when the most light can come in from those very far away stars, 
And what that light symbolizes is how much we can reach for and how much the wonder of being alive affects us all. We lose the wonder often in our day-to-day life. We forget how special and ephemeral this time alive is. And so when we, we have this offering every 28 days, <laughs> where the moon goes new again, we're in this dark time. It's it's an opportunity to refresh ourselves, have a sense of renewal when we allow it. So allow it. Make it make it your job, actually, because this is the new moon in Capricorn. So Capricorn asks us to do the work, to take responsibility for being, well, for being alive, for being incarnate, for being flesh and bones. And as we do that with this very real, practical assessment of, okay, how much time do I have? Do any of us really know? And since most of us don't, then the sense is, well, why squander what we know we have, which is the present? So that new moon in Capricorn that occurs on Thursday the 11th at exactly 6.57 a.m. Eastern Time, that's when we kick into this energy that's so much about, all right, what do, what can I change? And it's back to that serenity prayer. You know, give me the wisdom to know the difference of what I can change, what I need to accept, and to be okay with it all. That's a very shorthand to the serenity prayer, but most of us have heard it and known it, know it. And so it's an ex- excellent reminder of just get on with it, just do it. And yes, you know, there there's a lot of things in life that are truly unfair. But what we look for, actually, the fuel that keeps us going, is how to create some sense of, I've worked with what I have. And so work with what you have. Many of us get hung up on what we don't have. Work with what you have. And the it cannot be understated how important gratitude is. And gratitude, as one friend of mine pointed out the other day, is really hard to sink into 
until we've done the work of acceptance. Accepting where we are, what we have, what the limitations are. And once, once we accept that, then we start to see all the wonder that's around us. So anyway, um, this new moon, <coughs> excuse me, offers us a lot of fuel to create, sink into, and obtain a greater sense of gratitude. The moon goes void, of course, at 9.33 p.m. on the 11th. It enters Aquarius at 10.01 p.m. And once it's entered Aquarius, now we're in this uh, period where some of us may feel as though we're fighting ourselves. Um, yeah, it's, it's not advisable to do this, obviously. <laughs> it's more, much more productive when we allow the flow that's available to us. But the other thing that's important to note is if you do feel you're fighting yourself or that your ability to express yourself as an individual is thwarted, ask yourself why. Um, or, you know, sometimes we put ourselves in situations where we can't be who we are. Sometimes we must be in situations where we can't be who we are. So acceptance, again, of that situation and how to change it is a big beginning of where to start to see the openings for freedom. Very important word. So Friday, there may be some sense of how to obtain that or where to find it. And Saturday the 13th, the moon goes void, of course, at 4.59 a.m. and enters Pisces at 10.29 p.m. So that whole day essentially has a void, of course, moon in Aquarius. And I can't stress enough how important it is to do something that allows you to feel a sense of freedom, however small it may be, because sometimes our responsibilities are so great, we have difficulty finding that. But no one can capture your thoughts or your ability to find peace within yourself when you allow it. The moon, once it enters Pisces and uh, leads us into Sunday the 14th, is a really delicious day for rest, renewal, recharging. So sink into it, enjoy it after this week. We all absolutely deserve it. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you, thank you, Pam for our always very, very informative guide for the week. <laughs> so not so even killed, maybe. Okay, let's go into our meditation. 
and just try and find a place of nice and quiet where you can just sit in peace and in contemplation. Take a few deeper breaths. Feel yourself just resting, just resting in a peaceful state. And as we take a few deeper breaths, just deepening into the self. Deepening into what is now. Deepening into our freedom. Freedom is a very big word for all of us on so many levels. And in Tibetan Buddhism, which is the practice where most of the meditations come from, freedom is very, very much about the freedom of our mind. To be free of suffering. To be free of attachments to be free of hindrances, to allow ourselves to be liberated. And one of the deepest practices, the deepest ways that we can get there is by not clinging to things, not clinging to objects or the world around us, not clinging to concepts, not clinging to even our own lives, not clinging to ourself, to our personality, to the things that we think are me. And one might think, well, what's left if I'm not clinging to all of these things, if I don't have all of these things and ideas and and desires that define me what's left well let's find out in our little meditation and i invite you to take this deeper every day perhaps spend five ten minutes over the next week just deepening into a space where you might even stop clinging to yourself let's try it Imagine now just your body, just look at your body and think of all of the wounds that you've experienced, physical, emotional, all the different hurts, all the different they did that to me or even I did that to myself. This is where I was bitten. This is where I bit myself. Think of all of the wounds of our body. You might be covered in scars or you might only have a little dent here and there. Just visualize how you feel you have experienced life. Just visualize the body. And then visualize now 
that your body is just that. It's just a body. It's just a vehicle. It's just something that you are inside of or around or a part of. Start to just very, very gently start to pull away from the understanding that the body is you. The body with all of its symbolized scars. For some of us, that's very hard to even think of ourselves as not our body. But just imagine, like in the dream stage or the daydreaming stage, or perhaps if you're used to meditating, that meditation state where you're not really aware of the body, you know that it's there, but the mind, the consciousness seems to be bigger and more expansive. This is a very, very good exercise for us to start to detach from the body, from our concept of self. A really great way for us to start to come into this real freedom. It doesn't mean that we don't have a body doesn't mean that we're not walking around being absolutely highly functioning human beings, but we're changing our perspective. We're changing the way that we experience life and we're allowing really for our frequency to rise up. And as we take a few deeper breaths, just feeling ourselves bigger than the body. You could perhaps even imagine yourself as a consciousness, as an awareness that is formless, boundless, and that this self is in this room right now, this self is aware of the body and it is slowly becoming detached from the body, from the scars from the experiences of suffering, no longer allowing for those experiences of suffering, those wounds, those scars, those bites, to defy what it is, to guide the consciousness, or even to inform the consciousness. So we're no longer attached to the pain. We're simply in the present moment with no history, no past, nothing behind us, 
Nothing has happened before this moment. Simply in this moment, in this moment of awareness, expansive and broad, timeless awareness. And this is our true state to be really expanded. There is nothing in the past. There is nothing in the future. There is just right now, just this present, boundless moment. And we experience freedom. Openness. Liberation. Gently we take a few deeper breaths. We're in our body, we're aware of our body. We're aware of everything that is here. But our experience is that of freedom. We have explored freedom. And with this perspective, we bring this freedom into our life and into the environment around us and into the lives of others around us. Taking a deep breath, gently opening your eyes. Here we are in freedom. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you so much, Pam. And we will be with you again next week, as always, for your forecast and meditation. Thanks so much, everyone. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.